morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday morning. We got your NBA action covered from a light Thursday night. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Nitsan. And we got Rob Lopez getting the early tickets to Captain Marvelous or whatever it's called. We recently announced the next live show in Chicago on May 18th. Tickets went on sale Wednesday if you're a Patreon subscriber. So sign up now, grab a ticket, get those tickets today before the general public attacks. Stay tuned for additional ticket information. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, LeBron is deactivating playoff mode. Vince Carter is not going anywhere. And Giannis continues to be the MVP. But first, we had a real battle in Portland. Game of the night, Thunder 129, Blazers 121 in overtime in Portland. OKC sweeps the season series versus the Blazers. Russell Westbrook was ridiculous. 37 points, 7 rebounds, did have 8 turnovers. He was able to sort of neutralize Damian Lillard. 51 points, 9 assists. 3 of 10 from 3, but he was 18 of 20 from the free throw line. Paul George had a very James Harden-esque MVP-type game where he shot horribly. He barely made any threes, but he got 17 of 20 from the free throw line on his way to 32 points. He had 14 rebounds, 6 assists. CJ McCollum, 25 points, but got blocked on a a big shot. Uh, Terrence Ferguson came in and blocked the shot. And then Nitz, the big controversy in this game. We had two Yusuf Nurkic incidents. He, by the way, had 13 points and 17 rebounds before being thrown out. The reason he was thrown out, he got a technical foul early in the game when he apparently tripped Russell Westbrook while they were running up the court. Russell then uh, threw a shoulder into him about midcourt. Yusuf Nurkic went flying into the air like some kind of cartoon character, uh, which is weird for a 280-pound man to do, but went flying into the air. Russ got the flagrant. Nurkic got the tech. And then later on in the game with 4.4 seconds left, Uh, He got into it with Paul George after it had been elbowed by Paul Paul George on the previous play. They go forehead to forehead as NBA players are wont to do. He gets his second technical. Scalabissier has to come in, shoot free throws, whole mess, and eventually the the Thunder were able to outlast the Blazers. What were your takeaways from this game, Nitz? I mean, first of all, I don't buy that the first tech on uh, Nurkic was – why you how do you know that he tripped him on purpose it was a he all right he kind of it was that's questionable a good, it's, a good question. it's questionable but he does like he does take a weird step okay, now it could he's, have just he's been a, a big weird ass step. man he's gonna he maybe like the, i would take a weird step like that and i'm like five four you know what i mean like you have less control over your limbs i just don't buy that he totally tripped him on purpose and unless you know that he did you giving him a tech cost him this game because if nurkic was there for ot when they could have needed him. Cause as soon as he's not there in OT, who do you have? Cantor. Cool. So like Cantor can, you know, maybe be corny, but I don't think that he's going to give you what Nurkic can give you. In well, an I OT mean, they, game they like went that. after him. They went after him defensively the entire overtime just went exactly. Right yeah, that's it. So like if Nurkic didn't have that first tech, you know, the second tech was obviously completely well, could reasonable. He have just not gotten the second tech. He could have not gone face to face knowing he had a technical foul. Like, I don't think that yeah, first tech cost but those are emotions at the end of the game and you're going you to check them. The you dude just like him. right before they, he elbowed him and they didn't call that you're pissed. I get it. But otherwise, like, you know, besides that questionable play, which I think that first tech cost them the game just by how it turned out. Um, OKC totally dominated in the paint. They should have won this game. Besides Dame Lillard having an incredible game. What are you getting from the rest of the Blazers other than CJ had a great CJ had a decent game. But then the bench wasn't giving you much of anything. Your defense wasn't giving you much of anything. So, you know, they deserve to lose this game at the end of the day. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, CJ had another tough shooting game. He really can't seem to put together 
like a consecutive stretch of good or bad games. It really feels like every other game he's either he's either good or bad. So he was nine of twenty four in this game, three of eleven from deep. Um, you know, Mo Harkless didn't do anything. Alfred Camino didn't do anything except for a couple of clutch free throws. Uh, Rodney Hood had a couple of big shots, but Rodney still Hood looked good. Points. Yeah, but he still he only had ten points on three of eight shooting. Like. He, he was good in parts, but he wasn't good enough. And yeah, you're right. Like the rest of the bench, you know, Seth Curry came in, didn't really do much. And as Cantor came in, he was a buffet for you know, the, <laughs> the OKC offense, just whatever they wanted. They just gluttonous on when he was in the game. Um, and then on the other side of it, you know, Terrence Ferguson, his box score doesn't look all that great, but he was really good defensively. Like he's just spectacular. Steven Adams was good. Jeremy Grant was good. Dennis Schroeder didn't shoot well, but I liked the way he played off the bench, especially late in the game. Um, if these two do match up and that right now they're the four or five matchup, I know the thought I, I never put stock into the, what the regular season series is between two teams. I don't think that matters. I really don't. Uh, but OKC did sweep the blazers. If these two match up with the the thunder having home court advantage, what's the, you know, what's your prediction for how this goes out? This goes to seven, and I think the I think Thunder take it. Because even tonight, you saw Westbrook. I mean, this was a close game with Portland not playing particularly well other than Dame, right? Um, right. And you had an, a rare, uh, efficient shooting night from Russell Westbrook. He had like three assists or something, but he was shooting crazy efficiently. He wasn't – I mean, he was taking some shots that I wouldn't take if I was Russell Westbrook. Sure. Shooting what 27% from the three point line and you're taking so many, he was making them Yeah, exactly. But he's not going to be making those consistently, obviously like he's shooting 27%. So I do, I think that it's going to be a great series and I hope that we do get that four or five. I say seven though. And I say, okay, see, yeah, you know what's crazy is there just wasn't any ball movement from these two teams. The, the thunder made 48 shots only had 14 assists. The blazers made 37 shots only had 14 assists. Like it yeah, was, it was a lot of one on one. Yeah, it was a lot of one on one. And the Blazers usually move the ball more than this. The Thunder can be, you know, I guess it really depends on if Russ gets assists and and like you said, he only had three assists, but man, it was a it was real ISO heavy. Right. But the Thunder can also suffocate you on defense and they can make you play a certain way you don't want to. Right. So I think yeah. and then as soon as you're in the playoffs, what's Portland's biggest issue? They always have like a fairly good offensive team, but you're in the playoffs and you're scheming defensively for a specific team. I don't, I think they'll eat them alive in that. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I really do wonder how CJ goes off in a series. If he's being hounded by Terrence Ferguson, the whole, like Terrence Ferguson's a good defender and he's, he's taller. He's got the length. He's got the athleticism advantage. Like CJ is still really good and he can go off, but that is kind of a, a nightmare matchup for Portland just because of the way Ferguson has become a defender. Right. So you know what? Like after speaking about this, I don't even know if it goes to seven. I still give it to OKC no matter what. But I think you never both of these teams are so unpredictable when you get yeah, there because it's exactly I, like that. Yeah. And I don't know that the Blazers have a ton of credit in the postseason built up to assume they're going to step through. And maybe that's just too, too tainted by what happened last year against the Pelicans. And but the year before. Does, yeah. And the year before. But it does feel like it does feel like this Blazers team has to prove things before we start feeling like, you know, they're going to win that playoff series against the thunder. So yeah, I would take OKC either in five or six games. I think they'd be five or six, five or six great games, but I don't know that. It, mm -hmm. I don't know that I would expect it to go seven. I buy five, I buy five or six, but, and you're right. They're good games. Like neither one of these teams is going to blow the other one out. I just have such an issue 
trusting Russ to make smart decisions in a series like this where he's already so heated and he wants to go at Dame. Um, but you never know. It's the playoffs, so maybe he'll slow down and calm down a little. But either way, it would be a great series if we get it. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable you know, rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. Uh, I'm guilty of it myself. I've had tears in my rotator cuff for years. Still haven't gotten surgery. Still haven't gotten it fixed. Uh, just living with it. And, and it's dumb because we never take care of ourselves. Same can be true with erectile dysfunction. Guys, it's not the 50s anymore. We can talk about this. It's fine. It's, all, it's a fact of life. Plenty of people go through it. You get it fixed. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, no uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com ding. You fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor. You get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Uh, guys, go online and get checked by a doctor. It's so easy. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys never tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy. So take care of it. We're not, we're not, we're not going to be upset about this anymore. We're going to get it taken care of. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash ding. That's GetRoman.com slash ding for a free online visit. Again, GetRoman.com slash ding. All right, let's get to the news from Thursday that you need for Friday. Uh, bad news in New Orleans. It has nothing to do with Anthony Davis. Drew Holiday out seven to ten, di- seven to ten days with a strained abdomen. He re- it was revealed in an MRI that he had Thursday. So the hits keep on coming for New Orleans. I guessing Anthony Davis will still be on a minutes restriction, even though they're, they're down their you know, I guess second best player. Uh, but I don't, they weren't really hoping to make the playoffs anyway. They don't really have a ton to play for anyway. So maybe secretly this, this helps them tank a little bit more. They are just tanking by playing. They're not making the playoffs. So, I mean, it sucks that a guy goes down ever for the fans, for the team, for himself, but does it really matter at this point? Yeah, this one, I just feel bad for Drew just because he loves to play yeah. and, he's, and he's so good. But yeah, it actually is unfortunately probably a blessing in disguise because they'll be less competitive without Drew and, and that should lead to more losses, which should lead to an improved lottery position, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess the big news of the day will be Lakers are reportedly putting LeBron James on a minutes limit. LeBron uh, is going to get a minutes restriction of about 28 to 32 minutes per game for the remainder of the season and could possibly be rested during the remaining back-to-back sets. According to Yahoo sports, Chris Haynes uh, conversation was held between James, his trainer and the Lakers front office. And it was determined James would be placed on the restriction. Los Angeles will decide if James plays during the front or the back end of his three remaining back-to-back sets, uh, Lakers have 17 more games again, three more back-to-backs uh, in the rest of the season. This is a little surprising. I don't expect him to miss many games aside from, I guess, three the rest of the year because he is still chasing milestones for his career. And I don't think you can just sit out the rest of the time, but it's good that they're kind of waving the white flag here. And, uh, and I don't even mean that as a nod to Alex Caruso. Uh, he's not the white flag here. It's just, they're waving the white flag and, <laughs> and LeBron, uh, LeBron gets to, you know, kind of manage that load a little bit better. Life comes at you so fast. I just have such I'm shocked too, just because I don't see how LeBron would be okay with being on a minutes restriction, but 
what can you do? I think are they mathematically out of the playoffs yet? Because no, like, not not mathematically, but it's it's getting there. Yeah, it's, it's just about. Way. It just life comes at you so fast. When did he activate playoff mode? Like two weeks ago. I know. I'm still waiting. I thought I right? I thought it was just a preview of coming attractions. <laughs> no, no, we got really one quarter. Saw. Oh yeah, we got we that one, one quarter. quarter yeah. Right. <laughs> and yeah, all Lakers got... Twitter was lighting up like, oh, he switched it off now. You guys are gonna Okay, he's on minutes restriction now. So where did it go? What, what if it was on like one of those dimmer switches and it just someone leaned against the wall after he had turned it on and it just kind of <laughs> slowly went down till no one noticed it? I think <laughs> just accidentally turned it back off. Yeah. yeah. Man, I don't I mean Maybe he's just this... showing solidarity with Anthony Davis, who's also on minutes restriction. You're right. That's a good recruiting tactic right there. Yeah. But it's just crazy. I'm still a little bit in denial that LeBron isn't going to be in the playoffs this year. And I think as soon as the news hit that he was going to be on minutes restriction, I was like, well, damn. First of all, what is his social media going to be like Ooh. now that he's not zero dark 30? Zero light all, 30. Zero. <laughs> and then second of all, do you remember the last time LeBron James didn't make the playoffs was what? Um, 14, oh, 14 years ago. Yeah, I yeah. was I was like 11 or something 11 okay. yeah 11 12 how crazy yeah, I mean, is that like the things too. that didn't exist yeah, yeah you too i know 11, 12, yeah. <laughs> but the things that right. didn't exist face like facebook was just starting it just the craziest the world was completely different last time lebron didn't make the playoffs and i don't mean to get all deep in on this but it just it's gonna be a little weird without him and not as good for the league either so yeah do you think in 2006 when he went to the playoffs for the first time he deactivated his myspace page <laughs> was MySpace even? Oh, you're right. I don't MySpace know if that existed, was even but there thing. was some other thing. Yeah. It was like a Zanga and AIM or something. Something like <laughs> that. Yeah. Something. Your you WordPress page. Just had to page. shut all those down. Yeah, uh, yeah his GeoCities page. <laughs> uh, other news: Vince Carter's not going away. He's 42 years old. He's hoping to play a 22nd season. Uh, if teams are interested in the way he's played this year, I mean, he's still good. He can still play. When asked during an appearance Thursday on ESPN's "Pardon the Interruption," let us start with this. <laughs> You're 42 years old. Tom Brady says he can go to 45. Do you have a number in mind? 43. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're going too well for 43. Now you're going to stretch it out one more? Uh, yeah, I think I could stretch it out one more. Uh, you know, it, at, at the end of the year, I usually assess from top to bottom to see how I'm feeling. And obviously opportunity, you know, when – uh, when the phone call rings and teams show interest, you know that's a good thing. So, um, me personally, I, I would, I would, I think I, I can give it another year. So, why not? We'll see what happens. I love this. Like, why not? If you have a team with a bunch of young guys, he is the vet to have think, in your locker room. Yeah, I think twenty-two seasons would be a record, too, right? I think it, who's the only other guy? I think. Oh man, I want to say like. KG and maybe Robert Parrish or no, KG and Kevin Willis? Some, someone from the Spurs, I bet. It's no, not Manu Ginobili's hairline. Right. That's, that you know what, that's what always years. throws me off. I see yeah. head and I'm like, oh, yeah, you must be the oldest one here. Right. Um, damn. I, I mean, that'd be amazing if it's a record. It couldn't. He's a legend. Yeah. And, he, I mean, and he's still and dunking right, like, in games. Great veteran, great veteran presence. He can still hoop. Like. That's um, I hope he sticks around. I really do. All right, everybody, listen up. Don't skip over this part, okay? We want you to play in the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. We want you to play on FanDuel.com. You go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. Sign up for an account. 
put some money in. They're going to match that with a $5 bonus in your account. Now you can play with B2B listers. And if you win the Wednesday challenge, you get to join the Friday Ask Waz mailbag. Talk to me. Talk to Nitz. Talk to everybody. Answer questions. Ask questions. Whatever you want. Just hang out. You get to make it your world and your experience. So go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. Sign up. Put money in. Play with B2B listeners. All right, Nitz. The other game of Thursday night. Bucks 117. Pacers 98 in Milwaukee. The was a close game. It was a four-point game. Pacers trailed by four at halftime, and then the Bucks just blew them away in the second half. Giannis Antetokounmpo was dunking everything, literally everything. Watching the game with my uncle, watching the game with my dad, they're just blown away by him dunking literally every time he got the ball. 29 points, 12 rebounds, five assists. Chris Middleton helped him out with 27 points, four assists, three steals. On the Pacers side of it, Miles Turner had a good game, 22 points, 17 rebounds. Boyan Bogdanovich had 17 points before Tony Snell broke his ankles. Uh, Indiana's a half game ahead of Philadelphia for the three seed. Bucks are three games up on the Raptors for the one seed. Uh, once again, it's another dominant performance by the Bucks. I think I saw this is their 21st win of the season by 15 or more points, which is number one in the NBA. I mean, the Bucks are incredible. There's nothing to really debate about there. And I don't remember who gave the stat, but um, their point differential and the way that they were blowing teams out that are over 500 has only been rivaled by three of the last four Warriors teams and the Bulls team or something like that. So they are dominating, dominating in the regular season. But I want to talk about the Pacers because in that first half, the reason that it was so close, their defense, especially in the paint, they were keeping them out of the paint where they score the majority of their points was incredible. And they were limiting Giannis, which is obviously not the easiest task in the world. Right. And then it, you know, they, I think they kept them to 14 points in the paint in the first half. And then just in that third quarter alone, when the bucks completely blew them out of the water, uh, they had 20. So that was kind of the story of the night for me was if you can defend the paint and you can force them to go out. You can, you can rival the bucks. I think even though, yeah. you know, the bucks were landing those shots because they're also a good shooting team. So they're just scary overall. Yeah. And the Pacers usually do a very good job of defending the three point line while also protecting the rim. And once mm -hmm. the dam kind of broke in the second half for, you know, all those, all those shots, at the rim, all those dunks at the rim, uh, you know, the, the bucks just then can pick you apart from deep. And some of that damage was done after the game was, was settled, right? Like Dante DiVincenzo had a couple of nice moments in the fourth quarter when, when the game was already out of line and both teams, third stringers are in. But once that, once that middle breaks, then the Pacers couldn't really cover everything. And you end up getting a good Pacers. I mean, a great Pacers defense gives up 50% from the field, 40% from three. Like that's just totally. not Pacers basketball in any way. And, and that just shows how, how good, I mean, it's very, it, I don't want to compare them to the warriors cause that's extreme, but it does remind me of just like the warriors always kind of just chip away, chip away, chip away. Right. If they don't come out and blow you out of the water in the first quarter, you know, that third quarter comes and the third quarter warriors come out and all of a sudden it's just too much, right? It's just, you, you've tried it for so long, but now it's now they they're in the rhythm and they're breaking you down. It's a lot like what the bucks look like tonight. Right. I don't I actually don't think that it's that far of a stretch to start comparing them. This is a really good team. And I'm, I'm now with you on Giannis MVP. I'm sorry. It took me a second to get there. My bad. It's okay. It's like you, you, you got over yeah, a month yeah. until it's decided like it's, you know, you, you're in, you're in light. whatever, whatever. I'm with you on it. Um, but the bucks are a terrifying team. I wouldn't want to face They just have 
so many options to go at you. I also think that in all fairness, Pacers couldn't hit anything. I don't yeah. think that it was necessarily the Bucks defense that kept them to like a really poor shooting performance in the third, which is when again, Giannis and also this really started with Giannis getting mad. I think he's it was crazy. Like, he's, he's, he's legitimately crazy. It's like, uh, we talked to Chris Middleton on the radio, um, back before the Christmas game. Cause he was promoting the Christmas game. And I asked him, I asked him something about like, you know, like, Oh, when, when have you kind of noticed a change in Giannis's personality? And he said, no, he's been crazy since day one. He reminds me of Steph because the yeah. dude is so nice and so great and gracious off the court. And you know, everyone kind of loves him. He's a sweet, sweet, adorable little kid. He steps on the court and man, his face today when he wasn't getting those fouls and he was being limited. And then halfway through the third, he had that monster put back dunk and his face was just so mad and so scary. And then he goes off after that and he's dunking everything. He just, it fuels him. Yeah. That's a you scary man to go up against. I'm going to relate to you on, on whatever your comic book nerd level is. It reminded nerd me level. of, yeah, it reminded me Captain of Captain Marvelous. You're not allowed to speak, man. I don't okay, know what go. that means. Uh, <laughs> it reminded me of the scene in the first Avengers movie where like that giant worm is coming down or whatever. And, uh, and Mark Ruffalo walks and he goes, uh, the secret is I'm always angry. And then he turns and as he's turning, he turns into the Hulk and punches that thing in the face. That's what Giannis reminded me of tonight. Like just all of a sudden that change of like, yeah, I'm always pissed off. And he just like smacked the Pacers in the mouth. Besides you calling it a giant worm, which I will overlook. I what was it? It's a, it looks like a giant worm. Oh my God. It doesn't matter. Thanos sent them. Okay. Listen, this is besides the point. This is NBA. That's the purple well, guy. Yes. Thanos is the purple guy. Okay. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, Thanos is like Thanos is like if Grimace got it, like got steroids. Remember Grimace from the McDonald's characters? Who is Grimace? Oh, look up Grimace. That's a great joke. Okay, is this like an old person thing? No, Grimace oh. is around. I have no idea. Anyways, yes, I agree. Giannis just has that switch, and when he's pissed, there's nothing you could do to stop him. The Hulk is actually a really good comparison. I'm really proud of you for that one, Zach. Yeah, it's a whole, uh, you know, he rips shorts or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of fair. Giannis, you look at him like a few years ago. You look at him now. Man, there you go. ripped. All right, let's get to lines of the night. We've got really four candidates here, and that's about all we should have with two games. Giannis, 29 points, 12 rebounds, five assists in the win over the Pacers. Lillard, 51 points, nine assists in the loss to the Thunder. Paul George had 32 points, 14 rebounds, six assists, and a bad shooting night in the win over the Blazers. And Russell Westbrook, 37 points, seven rebounds, did have eight turnovers, but got the win over Portland. Where are you going with line of the night? I'm so bummed that I can't give it to Dame. And I'm not going to give it to Russ just because of those turnovers. That was silly. Um, So let's go Giannis. He was, I mean, it's Giannis. He was incredible. Yeah, it's Giannis. He's the MVP. Get out of here. I know. He's easily the MVP. Uh, No, I'm happy that you joined me. I'm happy that you joined me. Yeah, I'm on the team. I'm on team Giannis. Check out the the award rankings on The Athletic. Subscribe to The Athletic. Support. (laughs) Uh, let's go to the game to watch for Friday night. What about you? What, what's, what's got your eye? I got Thunder versus Clippers. They're on a back to back. This was a crazy hard game for them. And now they have to go play a pretty good team. That's going to try hard against you. So I want to see what they could do. And these are two teams that also standings matter. Like OKC is pretty much a lock for the playoffs, but now after the win with the Blazers, they're fighting for that home court and they're fighting with the Rockets right now, I think. 
So that's going to be just interesting to see who comes out of it. And it just should be a pretty good game. We uh, were separated by one game for the one seed in the West. I'm going Denver at Golden State. Should be a fun one. It's going to be an ESPN game, the late game. Uh, but you got really the Thunder or the Thunder. You get the Nuggets that get a chance to uh, prove that, you know, they can win the one seed. They can play with the Warriors. We'll see if the Warriors take them seriously. But I think after last year in Houston, I think that you're going to look at a Warriors team that probably really wants and really prioritizes that one seed. I think they come out and give a really incredible start to the game and, and try to break the Nuggets early. I don't know. It's a it's a national game. You yeah. said it's an ESPN game and the Warriors have looked the way that the Warriors have looked recently. I'm I'm betting on a loss because Nuggets have also had a little bit of a rough go recently. I think they're going to want it more. Lock it in. Warriors win. Lock it. Nits, okay, I'm saying Nuggets win. I'm saying Nuggets win. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Count the Dings. Subscribe to the Back to Back podcast feed. New Basketball Buds on Tuesday. Nerd She Wrote on Thursday. Of course, we've got the Mailbag on Friday, which also has its separate feed, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to that. You'll know why pretty soon. Go to the Black Opinions Matter Monday feed. Subscribe to that. Find it on all podcast platforms. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review this podcast, The Daily Ding, as well as House of Strauss. Had a great episode with Pablo Torre. And, of course, pack your knives. Thanks for waking up with us. Enjoy the weekend. Take your vitamins. Drink your Pedialyte. Make sure to recover and come back with us on Monday morning. Nitz, hit me with a sign-off. Let's go, Captain Marvel. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.